People sometimes ask me like, oh, what are your hobbies outside of nutrition and exercise? And I sound like such a boring person. I'm like, literally nothing, my friend. I wake up, I do some work, I go to the gym, I do some more work, I cook, which I guess is nutrition related. I hang out with my wife and my baby. I think about my work for the next day, I go to sleep and I do it all over again. So I don't really have many hobbies outside of this stuff. I'm a pretty um, boring person, I guess some people would say. <laughs> I don't think it's boring at all, I love what I do. But pretty much my entire life, my entire world revolves around nutrition and exercise. And the reason why I'm so dedicated to it is because it's been positive to me in every single aspect of my life. What's up, my friends? I hope you guys are all having an absolutely fantastic day. I am so excited to welcome you all to the very first episode of the Dr. Joey Munoz Show. I know, I know, super generic. Couldn't you be a little bit more creative, Dr. Joey? I tried. I promise you I tried. I've been thinking about names for this podcast for days now, honestly, for weeks, but seriously, for the past couple of days. And I guess I'm just either not that creative or just haven't really been able to think about anything. All jokes aside, though, I have a really had a really hard time trying to come up with a name that would encompass everything that I really want to include in this podcast, which is what we're going to be talking about mainly here today in this first episode. So I decided, you know, can't go wrong using my own name and just calling it the Dr. Joey Munoz Show and going from there. Of course, we're going to be talking about nutrition, we're going to be talking about training, but there are other topics that I'm extremely interested about too, and I didn't want to just be limited to nutrition or exercise, so that's why I just went with this generic name. Anyways, enough about the name of this podcast. This first episode here, I kind of want to introduce myself a little bit, tell you guys a little bit more about who I am, because I know I share a lot of information on Instagram, I make YouTube videos, but I feel like a lot of you guys don't really know who I am, my personality how I like to interact. And I think this long form content really gives me the opportunity to do so nicely. And honestly, a podcast is something I've been wanting to start for a while. And um, I don't know, I guess I've just been nervous or scared to take on another venture, but I guess I uh, am brave enough now. So with that being said, I wanna discuss a little bit about who I am. I wanna talk about what I do professionally. And then I want to talk a little bit about what the purpose of this specific podcast is going to be, okay? Because essentially I want this podcast to be an extension of what I do on social media with posting information. Obviously, I give um, some really helpful evidence-based nutrition and exercise tips for, for you guys to really improve your health, right? And uh, to not be confused by all of the bullshit that's out there on social media because there is obviously more bullshit than good information, unfortunately. But I do understand the limitations of Instagram and TikTok and YouTube shorts, right? It's all very short form, 60 seconds or under. So it's really hard to go into depth on a lot of these topics that I really enjoy discussing. So that's going to be the main purpose of this podcast. With that being said, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Let's talk about who I am, right? Who the hell is Dr. Joey? And um, I want to take you back and and kind of start from my childhood and discuss how I got to where I am today, right? So today I am a doctor. I have my PhD in nutrition science. I'm an avid lifter. I absolutely love lifting. I'm an educator. I like teaching about these subjects, but I, I obviously haven't always been here, right? I feel like um, people see me with the title doctor and they think, oh, you must be a really smart person or you must have 
always really done well in school and, you know, you were kind of naturally good at all this education-based stuff. And I want to start by saying that none of that is true. So if you are listening to this right now and you have some desire to perhaps pursue higher education or become a doctor in, in a particular topic that you're interested in, I want to be the first to tell you that you can definitely do it. I mean, I'll share a little bit about my story right now. I was a absolutely horrible student and I got here. And trust me, if I can get here, I really think anybody can. So let's go back to um, when I was a kid. How did I get into fitness? Why did I choose nutrition? Why do I care so much about exercise? It all starts with my upbringing. Both of my parents, fortunately, were into fitness. Like my dad would come home from work and he would always knock out some push-ups at home. My mom was always into eating healthy foods. She would always go to the gym. She would do aerobics classes. Both of my parents were pretty healthy for the most part, right? And so seeing that as a child definitely made me want to follow in the same footsteps, right? I always thought my dad was like this larger than life type figure. And I was like, oh man, he's so muscular. Uh, He's so jacked. I want to be the same way. So that was kind of my introduction into fitness, right? My parents were super into being healthy. And so I just wanted to follow in their footsteps. So even when I was maybe like 13, 14 years old, I would do like crunches at home. I would do a bunch of those P90X videos. And that was kind of like my first introduction into the gym. Now, how did I get into education, right? Higher education, going into a PhD. It's a funny story because as I mentioned, I was not a good student growing up. Like literally, not even was I not a good student. I was like a horrible student. Um, All through elementary school, constantly failing classes, constantly having my mom coming into school for parent-teacher meetings to discuss my behavior. And again, by no means was I considered a good student. And I don't think any of those things had to do with the fact that I was incapable in school. I think they had to, they, in some extent, that were rooted in some of the issues that I struggled with at home, right? Although my parents were healthy, my parents didn't have a healthy relationship, There was always a lot of arguing at home. There was a lot of instability. And I think that reflected in my behavior in school, right? So elementary school, literally absolutely horrible students. Middle school, absolutely horrible student. High school, kind of like halfway through high school, I was, again, a horrible student. And then my junior, senior year of high school, I kind of got my shit together, applied to college, and I was accepted to the Florida State University. And I was accepted through a program called the CARE program, which essentially uh, it's a program for first generation college students and the requirements to get into college were not as high, right? So you need a lower GPA, lower test scores. And so I was accepted into the Florida State University as a first generation college student through this CARE program. And then when I started college, I didn't know what I wanted to study. Actually, originally, I I thought I wanted to be a music major because I've been playing the guitar and the saxophone literally my whole entire life. And I've always loved music. So I thought I would be a music major. I thought I would be performing around the world, playing the saxophone, etc. Had a conversation with my mom one day and she was like, that's probably not a good idea. So obviously, I didn't go down the music route. But let's just say when I started college, I really had no idea whatsoever what I wanted to do. And freshman year of college, I didn't really do that well. Sophomore year of college, I wasn't really doing all that well. 
And it wasn't until about my junior year of college when I started taking hardcore science classes that I really started to enjoy school. So I noticed one thing about my personality, and that's um, unless I'm interested in something, I have a really hard time applying myself to that thing, right? You might be able to relate to that. I feel like a lot of people relate to that. Actually, it's really hard to put effort and focus into something if you don't really enjoy it, which can be a double-edged sword, right? Because it can be beneficial, right? I obviously pursued my passion, and I'll talk about how I even found my passion here in a second. But it can also be a double-edged sword in the sense that, like, obviously you want to be well-rounded and you want to do well in school, right? I don't think the fact that I did poorly in school growing up was a good thing at all. And again, some of that stemmed from the fact that there was instability at home, but some of that also stemmed from the fact that I wasn't interested in many of the subjects. So going into my junior year of college, I started taking um, like biology classes, metabolism classes, intro to nutrition courses. I was taking uh, chemistry courses and I just loved science. Part of it was because I found it super interesting and part of it was just because I was honestly just naturally good at it. I think my mind just works like a scientist, I guess. Whenever I, I was taking like biochemistry courses, organic chemistry courses, I guess the easiest way to explain it was things just made sense and I found them interesting, right? So I kind of went down that route and all along this time, I mean, since high school, I have been lifting weights regularly, right? And I cared a little bit about nutrition and I was learning a little bit about nutrition and then kind of junior year of college, I was like, well, I like all this science stuff and I really like nutrition and I really like exercise. Why don't I just make this stuff my career, right? And uh, funny enough, actually to, to back up a little bit here to show how bad of a student I was, as a sophomore in college, I declared exercise science my major because I, I cared more about exercise than I did about nutrition at the time. And so I was an exercise science major and there was this introduction to exercise science class that was only attendance based, right? So to pass the class, all you had to do was show up. It was at 8 a.m. on Mondays. And if you missed more than two times, you essentially had to retake the class. And if you essentially failed the class two semesters in a row, it, the, the whole policy was if you failed any class in your major two semesters in a row, you had to switch your major. So as I'm sure you guys are, are thinking by now, I, I literally failed an attendance-based only class two semesters in a row because I couldn't wake up on time, right? I couldn't wake up on time to go to class at Monday at eight in the morning because I was partying the night before. I would wake up at noon. I just couldn't do it, right? So Going into my junior year, I actually spoke to my counselor at the university and they told me I had to change my major. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Well, what's the closest thing to exercise science? Nutrition. They're kind of in the same field. They were both part of the same college. So I just switched my major to nutrition. And I was like, all right, I can't be playing around this much anymore. I have to be a little bit more serious and at least not fail classes for very stupid reasons. And I admit that, I, that failing that class for not showing up was extremely stupid. Anyways. Being a nutrition major, I was taking pretty much all of the same classes with a little bit more focus on human metabolism and some nutrition-specific classes that exercise science students did not take, right? Um, and I started really enjoying it. And then the only reason why I even applied to graduate school was because, and I remember this day clearly, it was my senior year of college, I was in the library studying for an exam, and I was like, man, what am I doing? Like, what is my career going to be? 
because you can't really do much with an undergraduate degree in nutrition. Unfortunately, right? You can't really do much with an undergraduate degree in anything nowadays, really. And I was like, well, I don't really want to go into the quote unquote real world right now and get a job with my degree because the jobs that were available were not the type of jobs that I was looking for. I was like, well, I really like school now, which was even funny for me to say at the moment. I was like, I really like school now. How about I just try to continue on with school? I didn't know what a master's was. I didn't know what a PhD was. I sure as hell didn't know what research was. But I knew I liked school, right? So I'm, I'm like, whatever, I'll just keep going to school. And then I was looking at the requirements to, to get into the master's program at the university. And I definitely didn't meet them because of how poorly I performed my freshman and sophomore year of college. Thankfully, I had really good connections with the professors in the college because again, when I was taking the the upper graduate courses, I was doing really really well, like top top of the class in biochemistry classes that had over 100 students, top in the class in food science courses that were some of the hardest courses in our in our college. So I was doing really well and I had good connections with the professors and they respected me as a student. So I approached one of the professors. His name was Dr. Sate. He's passed away now, but he he honestly thinking about it now has been probably one of the more influential people in my life because he truly believed in me. And he was like, you have talent. You were lazy, but you're really talented and you can honestly pursue whatever career you, you really want to pursue and you can probably excel at it. So I had a conversation with him and I was like, hey, I know that you're um, essentially an important person in this department. I don't have the grades necessary to get into grad school because I messed around a little bit too much my freshman and sophomore year. I failed out of the exercise science major, but I really really got my shit together and I really want to pursue my master's degree. And so thankfully he vouched for me. I was accepted into the master's degree. And ever since I got into grad school, I was a fantastic student because I enjoyed school. Again, I was interested in the stuff. So I was doing really well. Right. And so I started my master's degree and throughout my master's, I didn't have any financial support. So I think that first year of my master's, I took out something like $30,000 worth of loans. And I was like, man, school is really expensive. And I still don't even know what my career is going to be with a master's degree, right? So I was taking all of these courses. I was taking one course in particular, which was a graduate level vitamins and minerals course, right? So a nutrition specific course. And the professor for that course, his name was Dr. Arjmandi, which later became my PhD mentor. And I'll get to that in just a second. But essentially, I built a really strong relationship with him during this course and I remember one day towards the end of the semester, he approached me and he was like, hey, have you ever considered doing a PhD? And keep in mind, again, I didn't really know what research was. Like, I literally had no clue what research was, didn't have any research experience, didn't really even know what a PhD was. It was scary. It was daunting. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do a PhD because school is really expensive. Like, that's literally what I told him. I was like, I can't afford this. And he was like, oh, well, if you do your PhD, your schooling is paid for, your tuition is covered. And you get paid a salary on top of that. It was like $25,000 a year on top of your schooling being paid for. So I was literally like, wait, you're telling me that I don't have to pay for school. You're going to pay for it. And you're going to pay me on top of that. I was like, yep. Because little did I know when you're a PhD student, you're essentially a full-time employee for the university because you're teaching, you're doing research, et cetera. And what they pay you is actually very little compared to what you should be compensated. But I didn't know that at the moment, right? It just sounded like a super sweet deal. And it was a sweet deal. So I was like, yeah, I'm all in. What do I have to do to, to become a PhD student? That was literally like the, the, the totality of the amount of thought that I put into doing a PhD. I was like, yeah, I get paid. School's paid for. I will be a doctor. 
I get experience with research. Why not? Let's go ahead and do it. So essentially, that was my introduction into my PhD program. So as you've noticed up to now, I've kind of just like fallen into place with things. Nothing was very, very, very like well planned for me at all. And I say this because even to this day, I don't really ever like plan too much long term. People ask me like, oh, what are your long term career goals or or what are your long term goals? Blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, I don't really know what my long-term career goals are. Like if you asked me 10, 15, 20 years down the road, what do I want to be doing? I know I want to be doing something related to nutrition and exercise science, ideally, but I don't really know exactly what. And that's because I've always been the type of person who looks at the options that I have available for me at the moment and kind of just take the best option possible, right? I have some idea of where I want to go. I have some medium-term goals, if that's even a term, I guess. But I don't really have a set in stone path that I want to take. And I think that's actually a big strength of mine because it makes me somebody who's flexible, right? I'm flexible. I'm open to discussing different options. I see what's available to me at the moment. I'm very realistic and I take what I think is is the best option available. So that's something I actually encourage you guys to do too. You know, if, if you have a very set in stone plan and it doesn't go your way, what do you do, right? You need to be flexible. You need to know how to deviate from that plan and still achieve success in some way, right? That's something that we experience with our diet all the time. Like things don't go perfectly to plan whenever you're trying to lose weight, for example, or trying to build muscle. Sometimes there's going to be little road roadblocks here and there, and it's really important to be flexible and navigate around those roadblocks. Anyways, small deviation there from what I was saying. But regardless, that was kind of how I fell into my PhD, right? Did my PhD for four years. Maybe I'll do a future episode on the podcast talking about my PhD experience in detail because that alone will be probably like a 30 or 40 minute episode because let's just say I had a very, very unique PhD experience. And what I mean by that is a lot of things went wrong, right? And although a lot of things went wrong, I'm really grateful for that experience. And I'm really grateful for my PhD mentor, Dr. Arjmandi, because he really opened my eyes to academia. So when you do your PhD, you work with a professor really closely, right? And the professor is essentially your mentor. He guides you through your PhD. Many mentors for many students shield them from the reality of academia. So there's a lot of, of politics involved in academia. I guess there's politics in any sort of career that you choose to go through, but there was a lot of politics and it wasn't as pure as it really seemed from an outside perspective. And I'm really appreciative to Dr. Arjmandi for that because he essentially made me realize that I don't want to be in academia long-term, right? I'm obviously not an academic now. I don't work at a university as a professor. And um, it's really thanks to him that I'm not a professor, even though he really wanted me to be one. Anyways, during my time doing my PhD, um, I met Lane Norton, right? As many of you guys know, as I'm sure probably most of you guys know, I currently work as a nutrition coach as part of Team BioLane, which is Lane Norton's company, right? So Lane Norton is somebody who I was following since high school, back in the bodybuilding.com days on his forum. I always really, really enjoyed his content. I loved his videos, and he was somebody I really respected. And towards, well, midway through my PhD or so, I was like, man, this Dr. Lane Norton guy, I want his career, right? He has a PhD in nutrition he loves lifting, although he's super into powerlifting and I'm not necessarily, but I, I used to be. And I I want to follow the same career path as, as he did, right? So I actually missed something. When I was doing my master's degree, 
I had reached out to him via email and I saw and I asked if there were any opportunities to work with him. And so during my master's, I was actually writing articles for biolane.com. Fast forward towards the end of my PhD, I stopped writing articles throughout my PhD because PhD was a full-time job and I thought I wanted to be a professor for a while, so I wasn't writing any articles for Lane. And towards the end of my PhD, when I noticed I didn't want to be a professor, I reached back out to Lane and I was like, hey man, I know it's been some time since we spoke. I'm graduating my PhD in nutrition in about a year. I would love to discuss the opportunity of careers with you and your company because I essentially want you to be my mentor after school and I want to follow a similar career path to yours, right? And one thing I absolutely love about Lane and I respect so much about him is that he is so helpful and so willing to lend a hand to students, to everybody really, but to students in particular. Like anytime I messaged him, he always answered and he was willing to help. And I, he's not the only person I messaged. I mentioned I'm, I used to message other people who were really big in her industry and never really heard back from any of them. So I really always respected Lane for that. And to, the, to this day, I'm extremely appreciative. I'm here where I am today, thanks to him. But anyways, I reached out to him. And that's when he offered me a position coaching with Team BioLane, right? So, so far, we've talked a little bit of, about my background, who I am, and now we're kind of transitioning into what I do now, right? And... Again, I talked a little bit about how I got into the nutrition and fitness field, but I didn't really mention why I was so passionate about it either, right? Yes, I saw my parents lifting. I saw my parents eating healthy, but why did I care about it? Well, partially because they were into it, but even more importantly, when I was 12 or 13 years old, I was very overweight. I was actually probably two or 3% body fat away from being classified as obese. I was very overweight as a kid. And uh, again, like I said, when I was about 14 or so, that's when I started doing exercise and I saw how beneficial it was for me, right? At the time, I didn't care so much about my health. I just cared about looking good, but I just noticed how good I felt, how much better I looked, how doing exercise and focusing in on, on eating healthy can help me lose weight and improve my confidence and feel better about myself because I was always somebody who was really shy as a kid growing up. And so that's why I was so passionate about nutrition and exercise, right? And during my master's, I also worked as a personal trainer for a year. So when Lane gave me the opportunity to coach, I was like, hell yes, let's do it. Because I want to help other people achieve what I've achieved for myself, right? I've become a more compassionate, hardworking person um, and improved my overall health and my physique literally just through exercising, right? by going to the gym and lifting some stuff. And I, I have found it so profoundly beneficial for me in my life that I thought, well, if I can help other people achieve the same thing, that's really something that I'm passionate about and that's something that I would be really, really happy to do, right? So today, I've been working with Team BioLane for I think a little over two years now. I haven't done the exact math, but I think about a little over two years. I've worked with over 100 clients and I love coaching. Uh, coaching itself is a skill that I've had to develop over the past two years and I'm actively always trying to improve, right? But I help people who have physique-related goals, who want to lose weight, who want to build muscle, who want to improve their health, but have struggled to do so on their own, right? And coaching is more than just telling people what to do. Actually, telling people what to do is probably the smallest component of coaching. And before I started, I used to think it was the biggest component of coaching and boy, was I wrong. Really, it's about being compassionate. It's about listening to your clients and it's about helping guide them. It's about helping them feel heard and supported, right? 
And that's an aspect of, of my coaching that I really had had to work on developing. But, you know, I love teaching my clients about science. I love teaching them about nutrition. I love teaching them about exercise. I feel so good when I see one of my clients improve their health, when I see them reach their ideal goal body weight. And when I see them reach success, when they've struggled so many times before to try to get to where they want to get to, to try to achieve the goals that they've set for themselves, right? There's nothing worse than like trying to achieve something and really trying hard and just failing over and over. And that's unfortunately a lot of people who are trying to lose weight, improve their health. And, and part of it is because there is so much damn bullshit information on the internet, which is one of the things I'm trying to counteract with obviously all of the content that I pump out, including the stuff I'm going to be doing with this podcast. But anyways, I've worked as a coach now for over two years, worked with over 100 clients. I seriously don't get any happier when I finish working with a client and I see that their lives are completely changed for the better because of everything that we've worked on. So it is extremely rewarding. Um, and I'm and I'm so excited to continue to to evolve as a coach and to grow as a person and improve my coaching skills, right? I see coaching as something I want to do long term. I see coaching as something that is going to be part of my life. It's going to enrich my life forever, right? And so that's the the main focus of my career cur- currently. I'm a, a nutrition and fitness coach. If you guys, you know, if you're listening to this by any chance, you sound or you feel inspired and, and you want to work with me, feel free to shoot me an email at joseph at biolane.com and we can have a conversation about coaching, okay? Anyways, aside from coaching, I'm also the scientific advisor for Outwork Nutrition. So my whole life, I've always had an entrepreneurial drive. And I used to think I wanted to own my own supplement company. That was one of the things that I expressed to Lane when I first started working with him. And Lane was just um, was just launching his supplement company, Outwork Nutrition, right? And so at first, he asked me if I would be involved with Outwork, mainly producing content. So I was doing a lot of writing for, for Outwork Nutrition, a lot of social media posts. And my position there has really evolved over the past two years to, to now being the scientific advisor for Outwork Nutrition. And I work on the product development side of things. So anytime we come out with a new product, I'm the person who is determining what ingredients we should include at what doses we should include. So I'm doing all of the research, all the backend writing to substantiate the claims that we put on our products. And and just so you know, I fully stand behind all of the products that we have there. The ingredients are 100% evidence-based. We won't sell anything that we don't believe works and we don't make any ridiculous, ridiculous claims, right? I'm not paid to say that our pre-workout will help you build 20 pounds of muscle in 90 days, right? Because we know that that's absolute bullshit and like it's not true. And sure, some companies use that as a marketing scheme, but that's not us, right? We're trying to be honest. We're trying to be open. We're trying to teach you guys science in, in respect to nutrition, right? In respect to supplementation and building muscle. But we want to be realistic with you guys, right? So when it comes to pre-workout, for example, I can sit here and say our pre-workout is fantastic. But it's not more beneficial than the effects of proper nutrition, proper sleep, and proper training, right? The effects of a supplement are minuscule compared to those variables. And I won't get in trouble, right? Because that literally, that messaging is what we're trying to stand behind, right? That's that's what we're trying to promote. That's We're trying to be honest, which is actually really difficult in the supplement industry because when it comes to selling supplements, if you promise that your product is going to be more magical, more magnificent than somebody else's product, you'll probably sell more stuff. So from a sales perspective, I guess our approach isn't the best. 
But from an integrity perspective, I think we really do an absolutely fantastic job at Outwork. And that's why I feel so confident and so comfortable representing Outwork because I know that we won't sell any bullshit, right? So my career, I'm a nutrition fitness coach. I am the scientific advisor for Outwork Nutrition. And obviously I post a lot of really educational content on social media, right? So so producing content for social media takes a lot of my time. I mean, most of you guys who are probably listening to the podcast started following me on, on Instagram, right? Maybe some of you guys follow me on YouTube as well. And I'm posting really helpful content on, on a daily basis, right? That takes time. So that's part of my career as well. And those are really the three, um, three really, really big aspects of what I do on a daily basis. And long-term, even though I, I said earlier that I don't really think about what I do long-term, but general, general ideas of things I want to do long-term is I obviously want to continue coaching, refining my coaching skills, helping more people improve their health, helping more people lose weight, helping more people reach their ideal physique. I want to continue to grow with Outwork Nutrition. I've really enjoyed my time working with Lane and his business partners over at Outwork, so I want to continue doing that. I want to really focus on growing this podcast because, again, I really enjoy doing this. I really love talking. I always said it. I always said if I could get paid for talking, I wouldn't do anything else. And that's probably what I'm trying to work on here with this podcast. And I'm working on some behind-the-scenes things too, right? I'm trying to develop a nutrition for fat loss course so that you guys can learn even more from me. And on a very in-depth nutrition for fat loss course, that'll be 100% digital. I want to develop a fundamentals for hypertrophy training, so a course on on how to train for muscle growth, and then maybe down the road have a slew of different courses on obviously nutrition and exercise-related topics because I love this stuff and this is what I do all day, every day, right? People sometimes ask me like, oh, what are your hobbies outside of nutrition and exercise? And I sound like such a boring person. I'm like, literally nothing, my friend. I wake up, I do some work, I go to the gym, I do some more work, I cook, which I guess is nutrition-related, I hang out with my wife and my baby. I think about my work for the next day. I go to sleep and I do it all over again. So I don't really have many hobbies outside of this stuff. I'm a pretty um, boring person, I guess some people would say. <laughs> I don't think it's boring at all. I love what I do. But pretty much my entire life, my entire world revolves around nutrition and exercise. And the reason why I'm so dedicated to it is because it's been positive to me in every single aspect of my life. Like seriously. If it wasn't for exercise, if it wasn't for lifting weights, if it wasn't for this career path that I've chosen, I I mean, this sounds cliche to say, but I don't think I'd be here today. Obviously, I wouldn't be here, but I don't think I would have as much success or happiness in my life as I currently do, which is why, again, I feel so strongly about sharing this with you guys. Anyways, you're probably bored of listening to me talk about myself. So the next thing I really want to talk about is the main purpose of this podcast. Again, I want to take a deeper dive uh, into different nutrition and exercise-related topics on here, right? The main downfall of Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, again, is that it's short-form content, right? A lot of eyeballs see it, but it's 60 seconds, so I can't really explain stuff in detail. And if you guys know me, I love nuance, right? Again, when I talk about good foods, bad foods, those terms don't exist. Why? Because it's nuanced, because you have to take into account the context of the entire diet, right? And these are topics that I could talk about for hours, which is exactly what I want to do here on this podcast. So the main purpose of this podcast is to go more in depth on those topics. That is the number one focus, right? I want to go more in depth on this topic, I, on these topics. I want to give you guys more practical tips that you can implement in your life so that you can have success with your 
physique-related goals, whether that's, again, losing weight, building muscle, improving your blood lipids, right? Knowing more about nutrition so you don't fall into some like bullshit traps or, or marketing schemes. I want to help educate you as much as possible. I know everybody doesn't have the opportunity to go and get a PhD in nutrition. So what I want to do is take my education and give it to you guys for free, right? I want to give it to you guys for free because I think this information is something that everybody should know. Everybody knows or should know how to do their taxes, right? Everybody should know how to brush your teeth, right? I hope all of you guys know how to brush your teeth. <laughs> That's obviously a stupid example, but I think everybody should know the basic fundamentals of nutrition and exercise. Most people don't. So that's what I'm here for. That's the main purpose of this podcast, to teach you guys about nutrition and exercise so you can achieve your physique-related goals and not fall into any of the bullshit traps on social media. Um, yeah, that 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 is pretty much my goal. And if I can achieve that, if I can help you know, one person, 10 people, 100 people, however many people I can, that would make me feel extremely happy and like I've done the job that I've set out to do. Aside from doing that, <laughs> I really want to showcase more of myself and my personality, right? I feel like on Instagram, it's so black and white and, and really short and it really doesn't present my personality well. Sorry, guys, the podcast episode got interrupted because since I'm just starting off and I don't have a podcasting studio, I'm recording in my kitchen and my wife just got home with our baby. So I had to take a quick little break, but I'm back. And we're getting towards the end of this episode, I promise. But what I was saying is, aside from sharing so much valuable information, one of the main things I really want to do with this podcast is to showcase a little bit of my personality more. Because obviously on, on like stuff on Instagram and all those short form content platforms, I can't really do that, right? But here you guys can listen to my tone of voice, listen to my way of thinking, listen to my way of speaking, listen to some of my absolutely horrible, non-hilarious jokes, and maybe just connect with me on a bit of a deeper level, right? So I want to cultivate an audience on here that I actually have a deep connection with, that you guys feel like you really know me, like we're friends, and you feel comfortable reaching out to me and sharing information with me that perhaps you wouldn't share with somebody who's just a random stranger, right? So Aside from sharing more nuanced information, topics about nutrition and exercise in more depth, one of the main things I want to do here is show who I am as a person, really showcase my personality, and make and help develop a more deeper connection with each and every one of you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Again, we didn't talk much about science here whatsoever, but in future episodes, we obviously will. I hope you guys enjoyed this intro video. I hope you guys enjoyed this intro episode, I should say. I'm always used to saying video because obviously I make videos, but now I'm going to start making episodes. So I need to essentially shift my brain over to saying, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, right? With that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you listened or watched the entire thing, shoot me a message. Send me a message on Instagram. Comment down on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know how long you've been following me for. Let me know what are some topics you want me to discuss on this podcast. And let me know what are some things you're excited for. Anyways, guys, love you all. Thank you so much for always supporting me. Thank you so much for always showing me your love. And I look forward to catching you guys on the next episode. Peace.